world, it's the Ladies of Nerditude again. My name is Jill. And I'm Francine. And this time we're going to talk about Mark of the Demon by Diana Rowland. Yes. The first in a series of eight going to be nine mm-hmm. books, right? Yes. And she also wrote White Trash Zombie, mm-hmm. that series that we have already reviewed. Yes. So we're kind of also going to be comparing the writing between the two series. Yeah. I think we can try to avoid spoilers. Uh, for the White Trash Zombie series, if you haven't read that. But there are going to obviously be spoilers for this book. We've only read the first one. So if you've read more than the first one, like you know more than us, um, we can only give our perspective <laughs> from reading the first one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't intend to read anymore. Just, just going to get that out of the way up front. Yeah. I don't think this really was like we were texting while we were reading it and it just didn't feel like the book series for me. Like when I, as I was reading the first white trash zombie book, I was like, I want to like hang out with these characters more and like get to know everybody more and like find out what happens in this story. I didn't feel the same way. Um, I feel like the main character has to be really appealing to me Mm -hmm. for me to want to keep going in a book series. And this, it, Kara just didn't, didn't quite get there. Didn't have it for no, me. No, she. She's not my type of heroine. Yeah, I guess. Like I just. She was. Mm, I don't know if I want to say underdeveloped or she just. She was pretty flat to me. Yeah, in a lot of ways, she didn't really have. A personality. All she really did was talk about work mm-hmm. and summoning, and you know. She used to have two different boyfriends, and they're gone now, and she doesn't really get get a lot of uh, <clears throat> people to come over and hang out with her. That's, like, her entire spiel. Yeah. I felt like it was rough for me because I couldn't tell you, like, uh, a TV show that she likes to watch or, like, a movie that she's a fan of or, like, what her favorite song is. Like, I didn't feel like I was getting to know a person. I felt like I was getting to know an employee. Yeah, because all we really know about her is the stuff that I just said and that her parents died Mm -hmm. and that she was raised by her aunt who she bickers with a lot. And that's it. Yeah. She like doesn't have many friends, although Mm -hmm. she's friendly with a few of the people over the course of the book, like at work. Mm -hmm. But again, like that's kind of it. And she makes like acquaintances. Yeah. She doesn't hang out with anybody outside of work Mm -mm. or anything nope and it seems like she sees somebody maybe this was also part of it why i didn't like really feel like connected to her it seems like she sees summoning as this thing that she really excels at much like police work and so it's like a focus of her life but it's also something to be hidden and that means that she can't have relationships with other people yeah i could see that who like aren't aware of that part of her life and i this is not my first like supernatural story. This is not your no. first supernatural story. Like we all know that I have to keep this secret about like what I know is true that other people don't know exists. Mm-hmm. But we know that like you can be Buffy and you can like try to have friends and you know, like you can be the Winchesters and you can like be connected to all these other people that do the same thing that you do. Yeah, that I think that's another thing that kind of was made me kind of go, oh, I don't really know about this one because she's been doing this for a while Mm -hmm. i get why your house is in the middle of nowhere okay i get that maybe i even understand why you don't have people over a lot Mm -hmm. fine sure whatever put a lock on your basement but but fine (laughs) yeah it's like i don't know it kind of reminds me a little bit of true blood where like Mm. sookie has a house in the middle of nowhere but she like goes to town and does stuff yeah and buffy goes to the bronze Mm -hmm. and the winchesters go to the bars or like Mm -hmm. whatever like they go and they do things and they at least interact with people because i'm thinking she even kind of comments on how people in town think her aunt is kind of weird Mm -hmm. so it's like you live in a small town and you're standoffish you are drawing more attention to yourself than you would be if you just went and had pie at the diner every morning yeah you don't have to be best friends with everybody and just the fact that she she doesn't even, like, lament that she doesn't have anybody in her life. She's just like, that's how it is, and mm. yep, like, I don't I'm care. Just a loner. Yeah. But then I she, like demons. <laughs> but then she does seem upset 
with like her isolation you know like yeah but not there's weird like where she kind of goes back and forth and she sort of is like well that's why like i'm never gonna have a relationship and like that's why i can't have people over my house like like your mind you know that (laughs) it makes me think of that gif of sheldon when he throws all the paper in the air (laughs) that's what she feels like to me is that she's just like oh well that's not gonna work and Mm. she just throws the paper everywhere and walks away like yeah. she's just like well never gonna have a relationship whatever throws her paper up in the air <laughs> and then just leaves and leaves <laughs> like that's just how she like it's like she has a little bit of hope and then as soon as something mildly doesn't go her mm-hmm. way she just fuck it i don't i don't need people whatever yeah like i should have known this always yeah. happens to me kind of thing and it's strange like you said comparing her to angel from mm-hmm. um white trash zombie when Angel gets down on herself and she's sort of like, oh, I'm the dumbest person in this room, it's sort of like charming and I see the the potential for character growth. When Kara gets down on herself and she's like, I should know better than to trust people. And then she ends up being wrong a lot of the time. <laughs> um, it doesn't feel endearing. It doesn't feel human to me. It feels... I don't know, like one of those people that I just want to be like, look at all the good things about you in like a not nice way. (laughs) Like Angel, I want to tell her, like, look at all these great things about you in like a caring way. Mm -hmm. Kara, I want to like smack her upside the head and be like, you're like just bitching about yourself right now, like for no reason. You know, sort of like the the pretty girl in the book that's like, I'm so plain and ugly. Yeah. That's how it felt. That's that's what it felt like. I felt like Regina George was complaining to me. Yes. And exactly. I, I was just kind of like, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like the part when Reese called the super hot demon shows up and she's like, why would he even want to talk to me? I'm like so boring mm. and plain. And it felt a little Bella Swan. kind of like, yeah, I was like, um, you don't need to keep telling me over and over again that you're not the beauty queen or whatever, mm-hmm. because I also feel like in series like this, you know, whether it's Twilight or whatever, that became the new cliche was mm-hmm. that she's not pretty. She's just the girl next door. Yeah. It's like, how about you don't harp on that so much? It's just like she could have just said, you know, I'm not, I don't know, Claudia Schiffer. I'm not up on the new. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, She's not Carly Kloss. Sh- sure. I, yeah. I, I don't know who that is, but okay. She's not Angelina Jolie. Okay. There fine, you go. Whatever. Like. Fair. She, but like when the. Yeah. Because when I did have to read Twilight in college for my pop lit class, that really stuck with me because there's a. Did you ever read that? I only know it from the one movie that we drunk watched, uh, yeah. but it was driving me nuts the way that she was like seeing herself yeah because there's this scene in the book where she goes and she looks in the mirror and she just is like oh my boring brown hair Mm. and like it's just like she's she very vaguely describes herself but very also kind of puts herself down and is like i'm so plain but then all the boys at school are after her Mm. because she's like the new person whatever Mm -hmm. and it just kind of felt like that in this to me it's like i'm so plain blah 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 and yet the new hot detective who shows up is into (laughs) her and stuff and it's kind of like he's from isn't he from new orleans too or something it's like something i was like he's from a big city like he's he was like from he's got quantico options or whatever yeah yeah it just i mean yeah, it it just didn't sit right with me because it's like, yeah, you just have to say, like, I'm not the most beautiful girl in the room and, like, leave it at that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to let – she, like, batters you over the head with it throughout the book. Yes. And the thing that stuck out to me as, like, the most sort of frustrating example of that was when she saw the pictures that Greg had drawn of her as, yeah. like, a warrior. And she was like, that – is who I could be, like, that's who he sees me as. But, like, it just reminded her of how far she was from that potential. And so she may, like, where the the girl that gets arrested gets picked up and sees that of mm-hmm. herself and she's like, man, that could be me, but she's, like, sad about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like Kara tried to have the same reaction and I didn't buy it from her <laughs> Yeah, at all. I was just sort of like, girl, you're like a powerful police detective. Like you've just gotten the job that you really wanted. You're like a really powerful summoner, whether you want to believe that about yourself or not. Look what you've done. Stop talking bad about yourself. You're being ridiculous. 
because <laughs> I think I think that the author was trying to convey imposter syndrome, but didn't do it in a way where you felt any sympathy. Yeah, for her because, and I I thought about it, and I think the reason I like Angel but not Kara is Angel. You get to know more about her, so you care. Mm-hmm. And you know that she has these reasons to feel the way that she does because of how she grew up, mm-hmm. and which are repeatedly shown to us, not just told to us, shown to us when you see the house that she lives in, how her dad talks to her. Mm-hmm. Like, she, you know, the circumstances in which she finds herself at the beginning of the book, all yeah. of these things. So. You can understand why she's kind of like, I'm probably like the dumbest person in the room because mm-hmm. I didn't finish high school and all this stuff. I understand why she doubts herself. Yeah. I don't understand why Kara doubts anything because she just, I kind of, the only thing I can kind of get is why she doubts herself as a summoner because she accidentally, she thought, called the wrong demon. Yeah. Fair. You feel like you screwed up and then you're like, oh, crap. Very large error. Yeah. Like, I don't want to screw up again. I almost died. Like, yeah. that's a pretty big mistake. Right. She thinks. Right. But then once she figures out that it wasn't her mistake, wouldn't she be like, damn, yeah. I am pretty good. And I've got this demon lord who owes me a favor. Mm-hmm. So, and even though the captain ends up being the bad guy and he gave her the the case to throw her off or whatever it's like you know you still made detective on your own merit Mm -hmm. when he wasn't around presumably and things like that so it's it's just like there's so many other things that it's like yeah that kind of got screwed up i can understand why you might doubt it a little bit but overall i don't understand and i don't have the sympathy because i don't know anything about her except that her parents died and her aunt raised her yeah that's it that's all i know well and as far as we know from reading the first book her immediate supervisor, the like captain, mm-hmm. really does like her and really mm-hmm. does think that she's good at her job and really does think her that she's chief, I meant, smart. Yeah. You know, like he's not evil to the best of our knowledge from having read the first book only. Maybe he turns out to be evil later. But like he honestly does care about her and think that she's good at her job and like want to see her succeed. So even if the chief was a big fat jerk pants and was evil and all of that, like that doesn't take away the only person that like believed in her and like wanted her to succeed, you know? And I, it bothered me. The structure of the story bothered me in that similar vein because it feels like she was being manipulated (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like over and over and over again throughout the book by all of these like male characters to the point that even when she wasn't in the case of Ryan, she had that moment where she assumed that she was. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, girl, a lot of people manipulate you and then you like don't trust anyone, even the person that like you really should trust or the people that you really should trust. And I don't think that that did any service to our main like strong female character Mm -mm. you know this idea that like she was being played the whole time from being like assigned head of the task force all the way through to like being set up that ryan betrayed her like through the whole time she was just being like led along and she didn't see it and didn't know it was happening but she's supposed to be this like smart like wily detective who's also magic yeah (laughs) I don't know. I wrote it in my notes. Like when I got to that page, I was like, great. Everyone's been manipulating her this entire book. I now feel manipulated too. And I'm not happy yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. I think that was a part of it too. Is I was like, I, I feel like who's not lying to me right mm-hmm. now in this story. And I felt like she was so much of an unreliable narrator. Yeah. That I, I got thrown. And then I also did, as I'm, you know, as we were discussing earlier, we also both figured out who was the villain pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And I I kind of I had doubts. I mean, I I did it a little (laughs) bit, but they didn't stay for very long. Yeah. And then as soon as Ree's call said that Ryan, like, didn't, like, fully understand himself or however he phrased that, I was like, oh, so... 
he's a summoner too right mm-hmm. and, and he then just doesn't like know his power he just doesn't like know what to do with it it was very star wars to me with mm-hmm. like you could totally be a jedi you just don't know your own power yet and yeah it's uh yeah i have a feeling like that that also you know being the first book in the series we know that ryan is going to be in the story later mm-hmm. so we're going to get to see presumably his journey toward like summoner or toward like warlock or whatever um and i felt towards the end of the book when he probably should have died it was like a reason like a magical reason not to kill him because they needed yeah. him for later yeah that <laughs> was, was sort of thing. like just kill him like just done well i felt like it would have helped me understand her later mm-hmm if he had died. If he had died or gotten drug off to Demon World right. or whatever. Like, if something had happened to him, I would have understood more later if if, if she met another guy and then she was like, no, I mm-hmm. – because she would have developed things with him a little bit and then it got swept out from under her. Yes. I, I would have understood that more. But this was just very, like – no yeah they just kind of saved him to use him later and yeah, I, it was weird and i was like i see what you went for but i don't buy it like there's this big powerful like you know summoner who's evil and he wants to like just strip everyone of their power and of their like life force to feed his own ends and ryan supposedly has this like power within him that he doesn't know is there why would you not drain him and Tessa? I yeah. can't explain that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's Harry Potter. So he's like protected. Like somehow. he secretly doesn't know his own power. And then when he comes of age or he finds the whatever. <laughs> finds the magical ring. He's suddenly yeah, going to be like, like you know, super powerful. <laughs> something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that it also kind of bugged me throughout the book, like speaking of, you know, people who are supposed to be special and nobody knows that they're special. We know from like the opening chapters that Kara has this mystical and physical, which was described to us in vivid detail, connection to how did you say the demon's name? Reese Call. Reese Call. Because you read that you listened to the audiobook, so you have the pronunciation. That's how they said it in the audiobook was <laughs> I was Call. just reading it. So I was like, I have no idea how to pronounce this. Um but we know that like he's marked her mm-hmm. in whatever way. And that it's supposed to be like protection. And he says a few times like anyone, any demon that like comes across you is gonna know that you're mine. And they can't mess with you. But then that big winged demon like attacks them. And, you know, the summoner, the big evil summoner, the chief, apparently doesn't know that that protection is in place. Like for the entire time that he's like literally draining her power and killing her, he doesn't know that that's there. So like either what good is it if nobody actually knows? But that guy's not a demon. But the demon was right there and didn't know either. I don't know. I'm trying to make it work. <laughs> I just, but... I didn't understand like why it went invisible at the time when you would like need it the most. You know, like I, I would think I somebody know. tried to like break her arm and this like big light would come off like Harry Potter and like, you know, Voldemort him. <laughs> yeah. Because he messed with the wrong person. Yeah. But it didn't happen that way at all. And I was kind of like, do I not understand the mark of the demon? Like the title of the book? Or was it? I don't it... think we got. <laughs> I don't think we got that. No. <laughs> or was it like for plot purposes in that moment? Like it had to make itself known like later. I don't know. Just there were a lot of moments like that. Like if Ryan is like this huge powerful thing and doesn't know it, then how come he's not being used as a battery? If Kara has this like mystical protection, how come it didn't come into play when she was literally disemboweled maybe, by a demon? Maybe that demon. <laughs> Um, what wasn't good at his job? I don't know. <laughs> That's why he's working for like a low rent summoner. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's but yeah, it was things like that where you kind of had to step back from the story and go. I have to find a way to make this make sense because this was another thing that kind of irritated me was the rules were never really explained in a way that I could follow. Agreed. Now, granted, I haven't ever read a series about summoners or demonology or anything like that. So maybe that's some some established thing that I don't know about. But coming into it as a newbie, 
what the hell? <laughs> I don't understand. I understand that you have to have a natural gift for it. Mm -hmm. And you start learning about it when you're a teenager. And then as soon as you can summon the 12th level of demon, you're good to go. Mm -hmm. You graduate. There's 12 levels and some lords. But there's not a hell and there's not a Lucifer or a Satan. No. You draw the stuff on the floor, but you got to do it right. And the moon's involved or the sun's involved, depending on who you're calling. And there's like an honor system. Mm -hmm. You got it. You're there. <laughs> but I guess, I guess this is where it falls short for me. I don't really understand. I mean, she tells us outright, but I don't get it what Kara gets out of this. Mm. Like, she just, like, to me, it seems like it's an adrenaline rush for her, mm -hmm. and that's about it. And it's kind of like, you know, they got bungee jumping and shit. Like, why are you <laughs> summoning demons and then asking them questions that I presume probably are already answered in that big-ass library that you have? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think it's sort of, it's very murky, because it seems like summoners do summon for different reasons. Yeah. Like she says, you know, like sometimes you need a favor. Sometimes you need like. Like, okay, but what does that mean? A favor for what? Like, could you go get me a cup of sugar at the market? Like, what is the favor that you need a demon for? Theoretically, that could be the favor, I guess. But like in the case of the chief, the favor was like, or the agreement the you know like honor binding between him and the winged demon was like you, the demon would get power when the summoner got power so they were like forming that alliance to both get power in this realm and in the demon realm as well so i think it's sort of like in itself it has no like set value the power or the like relationship it's all in like how the summoner and the demon that they're summoning come to terms like come to that agreement and that's i feel like it's a little bit of a flimsy <laughs> premise let's say you said though it's all so murky like i get the super basics like i just said mm -hmm. but overall it's like this is so murky that it seems like it's intentionally murky so that she can bend or break stuff later but the reader's not really gonna catch it because it was so ill-defined before yeah in all of the other like i'm a really big fan of urban fantasy mm -hmm. i really like like stories about warlocks and like hidden realms and all of that kind of stuff in most of them like the rules are much more specifically defined because you need to understand in order to understand these creatures that are like essentially made up right these yeah. like non-human characters the author gets to define the rules right but then they also have to tell you the rules because they can change from one book series to another mm -hmm. so i feel like it was kind of a disservice to the reader in this case to assume or have us assume that like of course if you could summon demons you would like why wouldn't you she even says that at one <laughs> point where she's like well if you could do it wouldn't you and i was like no. no right like and then she goes on to say like how if you mess it up you might like die horribly yeah and, like, and demons oh. are self-serving and they're always trying to trick you to me it's like you're constantly summoning crowley and hoping that he doesn't pull one over on you right like you're hoping it's... you're smarter than him yeah and it's like i'm probably not so I'm going to do the smart thing and leave yeah. him in his sphere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't see that there's any re specific reason why like demons would want to enter into that relationship to the point in the, in the book, in the series to the point where she says like the lower demons like to be, or like are okay with being summoned because they get a tribute. You give them like soda or like, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. And that's what they get out of it in the immediate sense. That made sense. But then she was like, the upper level demons, like, you basically have to trap them and, like, then appeal to, like, their honor to not die. <laughs> and I was like, why? Why would this even be set up this way? Like, why not just lock the upper levels of, like, demon realms and just be like, we're not participating in this, like, as a group? No, thank y'all. I don't really get that. I don't really like I they they didn't give a, a specific reason as to like why why one would have to summon a 12th level demon. 
and why that 12th level demon would like be summoned well yeah that's what i'm saying is like okay the this the lower level dude who's willing to you know take a mountain dew for his troubles yes <laughs> i like i assume he's gonna answer a small little question that you have or do you a favor like go get you an artifact yeah that, like, or is some, hidden or something some tiny little thing but once you're getting up into i think she said it was ninth and above or the or the big bad whatever yeah, what are you asking them to do? Why would you need them? Because you're a detective in rural Louisiana. Are you going to have them solve murder for you? Like, what? Yeah, maybe tattle on other summoners who are doing bad stuff. I, which, if they didn't put that, like, mechanism in place where she was afraid to summon again after uh this the the mistake mm -hmm. then she could have theoretically summoned like an 11th level demon and been like who is doing this shit what does this symbol mean you know like all of those questions and probably given up some blood maybe an animal sacrifice whatever that would look like and like had that knowledge cool yeah i mean but then me personally wouldn't that make you feel like you were a shitty detective? Because you're not really doing anything except going to a demon and asking them. Because then you also have to prove it, right? Mm -hmm. So, like for the human, yeah, for the world human part of it, yeah. So, I don't know if that's like finding out the end of the crossword puzzle and then having to work backwards to like I don't know. It's yeah, kind of cheating. Yeah, I think and I agree. I, yeah, I just I I need. I need more info. And then she also talks about going back to the whole her needing to get a life. She talks about how there's so many other summoners in the area mm -hmm. because it's mystical, convergence. mystical, yes, whatever. You know, <laughs> it's the hell mouth. Yeah. And it's New Orleans haunted. Yeah. I was totally. going to say, and, and a lot of these series recently, for some reason, take place in the South. It's the particularly <laughs> Louisiana. It's the new thing. I don't know. Which I've never been to. Maybe maybe there's a lot of vampires and demon summoners <laughs> and whatever running around. I don't know. Yeah. But it it's like, okay, so if there's other summoners in the area, I presume that she knows them. We don't but really know. But they don't know. hang out? Or, yeah. or does she like she knows that they're there because she can sense them, but she doesn't know who they are? Or it's all very confusing because it seems like the only one that she talks to is her aunt. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like in the past, Greg's parents, like Greg's dad was a summoner, Peter, right? Yeah. He knew like Tessa's mom and they were like summoning together. Like they mm -hmm. had like a summoning circle, like a group. Do those not exist now? Maybe she's not invited to play yet. She just graduated. <laughs> True. Yeah. But like wouldn't there be other students? Wouldn't she be, like, not going to Hogwarts, but you know what I mean? No, like, because her aunt is her mentor. Yeah. And it seems like it's a very one-on-one -on -one thing, because remember when her aunt lost grandma, she had to go all the way to Japan? Mm. So, I don't know. Which also doesn't make sense if there's a buttload of these summoners in <laughs> Louisiana. Stay, stay local. Yeah, why can't she go to New Orleans? That's dumb. <sighs> Maybe she was... Why can't she go to Bontomp, Louisiana and hang out with Suki Saka? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I would, if I was a student summoner, I would definitely want, and I knew like I had this big secret and it made me like not able to make friends in like high school or whatever. I would want other people like me, a la Sabrina Spellman in like, you know, the chilling adventures of Sabrina, mm -hmm. like find me other people that are in the same situation as me so that at least I'm not like completely alone yeah. dealing with all of the, it's gotta be pretty mentally and emotionally taxing to do this. She says that it is and physically taxing. Like, don't you want a support system? Isn't that like a use for the network of like summoners? Hey, I just summoned whoever, like, can yeah. we go get a beer? I really need to talk that out. Or do the summoners not like each other because you're competing to see who can get allegiance from whatever demon? Possibly. I don't... It's very not defined, at least in the first book. 
maybe she meets more summoners later and that question gets answered. Well, you know, she's going to mentor Ryan or whatever. You think? That'd be so awkward if they were like relationship, you know, like love, hearts, flowers, like budding. And she was also like his teacher, even though she just graduated. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably going to be something like that. Or he's going to like have Tessa's mentor or something. Well, Tessa's in a coma. So unless yeah. they fix that well, mega fast. Which there's nine books or eight books. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure she'll be back. But. There's yeah. gonna be a whole like search to go and like find her, her grace, her astral self, her whatever, her yeah. grace, her <laughs> whatever, her her like aura, her spirit, whatever it is. Yeah, I, I was, yeah, I was confused. <laughs> I don't really know the terms because I, I don't, don't know. It sounded like she got dementored, <laughs> kinda. Yeah, like, and then yeah. does it go like does that? She's alive, but she's not in there. Yeah. Okay. Does, like, her soul or whatever, like, go to the demon realm? Does it go to a different realm? Is it, like, Thor, where there's, like, multiple (laughs) realms? Because they said, like, there's no hell, there's no heaven, so to speak. But clearly there, like, is something after death, if there's a soul, for lack of a better word, that can be taken out of a living body and the body can live on without it then that has to go somewhere when the body dies. Mathematically. No. Yes. <laughs> somewhere, something. Um, but that is a question that I feel like we are very ill-equipped to answer after the first book. They just kind of threw it in there. Yeah. And I, I just feel like also, I know she kind of made like a little quip about it in the book, but Symbol Man, what a dumb name. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the, the crime overall was just kind of eh mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. I still am not super clear. Again, it feels like they wanted, like, they started, like, she started from the end and then worked her way backwards when it came to the crime. Like, she wanted a really grisly, like, serial killer that was, like, a torturer and, like, a, you know, like, a carver, like, this very sort of devoid of humanity mm-hmm. kind of thing and then she was like okay why would torture be part of it like why would cutting them like death by a thousand cuts be part of it why would bloodletting be part of it so she kind of like started with what she wanted the crime to look like and then like came up with reasons why all of that yeah, stuff yeah it was it was weird because well first of all symbol man is a terrible name <laughs> it is And the entire time it's going on, I feel like even if Kara didn't see the glowy arcane resonance, resonance, (laughs) thank you, I couldn't remember what it was called. You're welcome. um, Pretty friggin' obvious what's going on considering that she's a summoner. Gee, he's carving symbols into people and it's following the lunar charts. I wonder what this person's up to. Duh. Yeah. It like took a really long time for her to put it together, especially since like he had been doing it previously and mm-hmm. then stopped. Why would he stop? Oh, it happens to line up with the like divergence of the spheres and then they only are coming back together now and then they're going to diverge again. I feel like that's not that hard to figure out, especially when she brings up that she has the lunar cycles on her phone. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on, girl, if you're that like in touch with this pattern, how do you not see that the patterns line up? Yeah. Okay. I'm not in touch with that pattern. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. This seems like this a thing. seems like something a summoner might be doing. Mm-hmm. And then if I was a mustache twirling villain, mm-hmm. this is something which obviously if this happened, the the book wouldn't continue. But one thing I don't understand about the villain in this case, as in most cases, um, why taunt Kara instead of just, you know, sending a killing her, to kill her? Yeah. And taking her essence, mm-hmm. mojo, whatever. Yep. Because clearly the chief knows who she is. Mm-hmm. She can't figure out who he is. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you take that opportunity to swoop in there? And be like, you fucked up my last summoning. Right. <laughs> I'm going to murder face you. 
that's that. Yeah. The only thing I could possibly think of is that she was a detective. But I don't think that would matter. If you're gonna, if that's just like the, if she's the bump in your road to like world domination or whatever. Yeah. Why do you care? Like if you just flat out, like if she becomes a symbol man victim. It would make sense because she was the head of the. Yeah. Would um, anybody catch you in time? To especially if she's the one with the power and like the threatening one, nobody else is gonna catch you in time. Right. You're good. You're golden. Like just kill all the summoners. Like he was targeting victims yeah. using Greg, who had the potential for the sight or the arcane like resonance or whatever. Um, so like why not go after a big gun? Go after her, it, go yeah. after Tessa, don't wait so long to gather up that power it seems like it waited to the climax of the book because it was the climax of the book (laughs) yeah it was weird because all i could think was you could take out her and tessa very easily because well the police were consulting with tessa Mm -hmm. about the arcane stuff so maybe the the symbol man figured it out and wanted her out of the way and then um kara is the lead investigator so he took care of her too and was like toying with the police like like we both know enough about true crime Mm -hmm. that it's like it would be easily construed that this was the killer doing this thing you know to play with them yeah and you've then effectively neutralized the only people who could catch you Mm -hmm. if your goal is to really succeed take out the people who can honestly catch you like the people who have the biggest chance of catching you yeah and then i was also like i don't know if my brain had just shut off by this point or what but i was confused about why he wanted to summon Ree's call because i get that his wife died Mm -hmm. and horribly shit went sideways okay i get that but what good does it do to call him and bind him so my understanding of that was that that would be immense power for the chief like immense power like to do what though? like hitler ruled the world kind of power right and i get that but does it doesn't it didn't seem like he had that kind of motivation yeah maybe that was just me though I don't think we knew enough about the true him mm-hmm. to know. Like, we, I took Kara's word for it when okay. she said, like, that's why you would do that. It's so that you could rule the realm. Which I got when she said it, but it just didn't seem to me to apply to the chief because yeah. of, I thought he was just like, you. he was pulling a Harrison Ford. You killed my wife. <laughs> I'm going to make you suffer. Yeah. And yeah. so I thought he was maybe trying to like bind him so he couldn't hurt anybody else or something. But then they brought the power part of it in there. And then I was like, wait, but he doesn't seem to be power hungry yeah. or I've, like this mad, like the motivation was very murky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I me. agree. I feel like I was relying on maybe subconsciously like the other books that I've read, the other series that I've read that are like this, where there is always that like mad summoner, like mad warlock who's like hmm. just just wants like control and power because it's been taken away from them and they feel that they deserve it. And that's kind of probably what I mapped onto him. But we don't meet like that true version of him at all. No. And when we do, he's like not really villain gloating in the right way that it makes sense (laughs) you know he's like my master plan that no one knew about here it is and then we understand it it doesn't seem like that really happens no so my assumption is like he wanted to a punish reese reese call Call. thank you um he wanted to punish him because the summoning and the binding would like mean that he was no longer in charge of his kingdom of his like you know lorddom fiefdom whatever um so that would be a punishment for the the being that took away his wife and like destroyed his life mm-hmm. and it would give him immense power which he feels was taken away from him by all the things that mm-hmm. happened to him and that's about as far as i can go like does he want to make a you know like voldemort 
level I'm in charge of everything now and like I'm the head honcho I don't know yeah I don't I don't know and that was that was how I felt through the half the book I was like I don't know (laughs) must be that though well maybe I don't know I guess I just I felt like I was guessing a lot of motivation and backstory and it was like I felt like Greg was more fleshed out (laughs) than most of the other characters yeah Greg was probably the one that I, the person, the character that I felt the worst for. Yeah. When he, he bit it. The bad end of things. Yeah. Like I felt really bad for him as a kid with like him and Tessa and his parents. And then like, you know, I, I felt for him as an adult too, like having the sight, wanting so badly to connect with and like show that to others who he knew was hurting. Mm hmm. You know, like, I I really, I felt for his story. I kind of wish that he would have been, like, that he and Ryan would have switched places. Yeah. I feel like I... I would have preferred that, I think. You know, like, he was a a better character to me in terms of just, like, his motivations and his sort of, like, heart Mm -hmm. felt more true to me. Yeah. And I feel like I would have rather had him live, even though I don't know how that would have made the story work. Um, I would have rather had him live and Ryan get, like, sacrificed to the plot gods rather than the other way around. (laughs) Because I could see a relationship developing between Kara and Greg, even if it wasn't romantic, even if it was just like a, hey, we both understand this world. We've both been really hurt by the same demon lord Mm -hmm. and we both have a connection to him. Like, let's go on this journey together and do whatever. Yeah. Stop. I mean, it's not even really clear, like, what she's going to do now. I don't... Yeah, and now I'm like, so what's up with you and Ree's call? I don't... I think. Oh, baby. That's what I'm wondering. It's <laughs> a little like, bit of demon spawn. Because mm, he was all, you know, I... I am looking for a foothold in this realm. And I was like, well, you happen to have a receptive womb right here. I don't even know if that would work. I don't know. He seems pretty Fabio. In Well, and like, is it possible for a demon and a human to have a child? I don't know. We don't know that rule. Like, are they genetically compatible? Is it like uh, maybe, mystical? Maybe it is with the higher levels because they're more humanoid. But the like yeah. lower level, it would be like a goat. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like a, what was it? What was that? Black Phillip <laughs> situation. Sure. Um, yeah. Was that The Witch? Is that what that yes. movie was that we yes. watched? Yeah. Um, I really like that movie. I know you no, weren't. No, it was just kind of weird, but like that's what it makes me think of is like it ends up being a goat who like yeah. channels <laughs> like a mystical evil goat. thoughts. Yeah. Um I don't know. I like she didn't say anything about, you know, like, well, there's also the ability to be like half demon and half human. Well, but I mean, okay, maybe how many summoners are running around screwing demons? It seems like demon rape is a thing. It did seem that way. If nothing else. But maybe because those demons aren't humanoid enough. Because mm. he's a lord. Has anybody ever? <laughs> it seems like they are not generally interacted with. So maybe this is the first time that this. And it's like a, you know, oh my gosh, no one knew that this could be a thing. But here we are knowing that this is a thing now because it's happening. So I know you haven't read True Blood or even watched it either right mm-hmm. I am so a true it just blood makes noob. me it just makes me think about this because like suki main character from that series has has her triangle quadrilateral <laughs> whatever situation she's got going on that's a whole other thing whatever but it just makes me think of that or like even like okay how about this buffy okay okay so she's got <laughs> angel and she's got Riley. Mm-hmm. It's like you've got like this one who's like the dark, mysterious, powerful being, and then like the regular guy right. who could be something else. And it just it doesn't work for me in this sense because Ree's call's been kind of a dick. Truth. And, and she knows he's completely self-serving. Like you so, know that. So this if she's <laughs> trying to form a triangle, which is such a trope in these kinds of things. True. It's not working because the entire time I was just like, man, you need to not 
do that. Don't hang out with this guy. Don't He's do bad. that. Like, it's not like, you know, with Angel, you're like, oh, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. it's like, okay. I see it. Yeah. Like, he's I a see. good vampire with the soul. Like, yeah. You have a reason to find humanity in Exactly. Him. And it's the same thing in True Blood where, like, there's a couple of vampires that she's hanging out with. And, and it's the same thing where it's like, oh, I, I see what you're seeing, but this still isn't a good mm. idea. This is just straight up. <laughs> bad a, idea a terrible idea <laughs> and all that he seems to have going for him is that he's hot and looks like fabio apparently i was really turned off by the <laughs> waterfall of white blonde hair but i sent you so many fabio gifts <laughs> i it just <laughs> i'm kidding i know I, it I, was it was a little much for yeah. me so when ryan showed up i was like yeah <laughs> He's not super great either, but I would say hit that instead of go with that choice. Yeah, yeah. It just I don't know. Yeah, but if that's what she's trying to construct, I I, I'm not on board. Yeah. When I worry that it is going to become sort of like a when Riley was going to the vampires, Mm -hmm. it's going to become like an addiction for her to like the power and the danger and like the the sort of dark side of summoning. Yeah. Which is sort of, I feel like what we were supposed to see was happening or happened to the chief. Yeah. You know, like the, the lure of the, the power Power. of the dark side, sort of very star Warsy. Um, especially Darth Vader shows up. Yeah. (laughs) Especially in the absence of Tessa who would like correct that path. You know, we saw her. Yeah. She's very Glinda, isn't Mm -hmm. she? She is. She reminded me of the aunts from um, Practical Magic. Let's see how many fandoms we can mention. Yeah, in this we're just episode. gonna like shove everything at this. But yes, she did remind it. me of the aunts yeah. from that. How she like always had the tea in her house, like was a kind of messy and like crazy, but also like not. You know, she's the Practical Magic aunts if they rode motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, why not? Um, but I, I feel like maybe that's gonna be the draw is going to be that sort of power danger, you know, and like he is going to lure her in using that because that is his tool. He even, like she says that about him when she said like, it's all about seduction, whatever kind of seduction he could get away with. That's his tool to use to get people in his service and like to to sort of push that relationship. We already saw him do that to her several times over in a very like physical like he saw that she was like starved of yeah of that and like affection exploited it so if it's going to become about power if it's going to remain about sex i don't really know which by the way (laughs) go ahead say what you that was a lot (laughs) i agree i warned you when i got to that part i was like just so you know Uh, well yeah it's graphic well and i thought for a minute you're talking about like ah violence (laughs) No. Uh, no, no, um, which, you know, not that, not that I'm a prude or anything, certainly not, but, and it I've, was... and I've read books with sex scenes in it, but this was like, whoa, 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 this is, it, it sort of came out of whoa. nowhere. That's what got me was that I like was reading along and I yeah. was like, okay, you know, like maybe we'll cut away, which is what she tended to do in White Trash Zombie. Yeah. We sort of like. You like, know, you basic cabled it. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you know what happens between the, like, kiss and the lights go off and then, like, it's the next morning. So I figured that's what was going to happen. It was like a dot, 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 and then we were going to... But nope. No. We, we were there for the whole thing. <laughs> well, and then... <laughs> I was like, wow. Even uh... though she cleared up that she did it of her own mm-hmm. volition... The consent was nice. The ki- I was glad we got the consent that was situation. Nice. But I was also kind of like, look, I have never summoned a demon. Fair. <laughs> Especially a hot one. How would you know? You know? <laughs> if she wasn't expecting that I have that some either. exes that were demonic, but I don't think I summoned them. But at Maybe any rate. did. May- <laughs> Maybe you have this oh power. Oh my God, my life is making so much sense And now. you don't know it. Um, You're Ryan. You know, go ahead. No. Continue. Anyway. <laughs> I just thought it was super weird that she was like, yeah, I'm going to nail him. Like, yes. it just like, cause she but goes from being her so, went. but she's going, be, she's like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm so scared, but he's pretty hot. Like that was really weird to me. 
I get the feeling that she's a little, I don't even know if I want to chalk it up to like social awkwardness. <laughs> But that she's inexperienced with that, like, feeling, especially having it returned to her. You know, she was like, I've never really been, like, seduced before. So I Which, don't. I understood what she meant, but in the, in the initial meeting with Ree's call, it was like, he was going to, like, fucking murder you. That's what she expected to happen. And then all of a sudden you were like. Well, now turn down here. the lights and, and like <laughs> turn on the Barry White. Let's go. <laughs> and there's already candles on the floor. And like <laughs> I'm already naked. Let's go. <laughs> Why not? Like I don't. Well, and if she knows that this is what gets me. She's supposed to be graduated, uh-huh. right? But still, like very newbie about this. She knows how dangerous demons are to the point where she has to put these protections in place and, like, she has to look out for herself. And it's all about, like, not trusting them and, like, not letting them loose on the world. But then she's going to go and do this, like, especially for a a woman, I feel like very risky. Oh, very. Behavior, like, very vulnerable place to put yourself. With a thing that, you know, would kill you in an instant and exactly and at that point she doesn't know what he is really also true very bad idea don't sleep with things that you don't know not like she knows are. he's some kind of demon because she summoned him mm-hmm. or she thinks that he's some sort of demon yeah she's not even totally sure if there are so yeah <laughs> sleep with it see <laughs> that seems like a good idea that seems like a good idea because take you don't no, know what it is like take no precautions physical or otherwise Ask no questions. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so how exactly is this going to work? Because, <laughs> like, with a flick of his wrist, he banishes all of the restraints and stuff. So it's like... Yeah. Yeah. He could snap your neck pretty easy. Mm-hmm. There's You don't know what it is. You've never encountered all anything. all you know, it's a Black Widow situation, and that's what happens. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. That this isn't, it, like... It was really weird. I couldn't get over that. Yeah. And I was like, I know that we all have our moments of poor judgment. Mm-hmm. Sure. And she she acknowledges it was very reckless. She acknowledges it was stupid. But, but I just don't understand how she got anyway. to be that stupid. You know what I mean? Like she wasn't drunk. She wasn't under the influence of anything yeah. because she had they asked made that him. Very they clear. made that very clear. Mm-hmm. But, but it still but happened. She was like, that'd be like if you walked into a prison <laughs> I, I love where this metaphor is And going. you're like, Ted Bundy. <laughs> like, you I know, know what he is. You know what he does. And then you're like, let's yeah. do this. Even if you like, didn't know it was Ted Bundy, but you knew that like there was a like killer on death row. Yeah. You walk in there. Some Somebody's wearing a red jumpsuit and you're like, I don't know what you did, one. <laughs> but let's go. Let's, let's do this. I'm committed. Like, why like what were you thinking what in your brain told you that this was the appropriate action to take at this moment i i have a hard time believing that it was just like so much the lust bunny that your whole brain shut off i find that but yet it was like informed consent and was like completely even and consensual i feel like it has to be all of one or none of it because she went through all of this this is consensual. You're not influencing me. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. All this that is stuff. my free will. But like, why would you use your free will that way? <laughs> but I'm going to use this free will that I very clearly established to sleep with a thing that I'm not sure what it is, but yeah. it's very angry. Yeah. Right. But it's pretty hot. <laughs> I believe that about I... Dean Winchester. I do not believe that about Kara. <laughs> but would you have believed it when Dean first showed up? Like when he's first. Oh, no. See? So it's like. No. Because once you know him later on, yeah. you're like, he's that sure. stupid when it comes to this. But <laughs> yeah. we don't have a reason to think that of Kara because she's made it abundantly clear that she has not had relations mm-hmm. in a while. And yeah, she doesn't seem to be bothered to even go visit with other people. So she doesn't seem like, you know, lonely and horny. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just weird to me. Yeah. Well, and if she is and she was like it's this deep dark like secret desire that like he pulled out of me that i didn't even know was there like that she doesn't even really acknowledge that it's that part of her is like missing or like yearning or whatever i still don't think of your own free will that that would be enough to convince you 
if your whole life, your whole life is about like protecting yourself. That is what is hard to believe for me. Like she's protecting herself from herself from demons during the summonings. Like every time that is like rule number one, you protect yourself. She's protecting herself as like a powerful like cop and a detective. And she's like pretty defensive when it comes to other people, like, you know, getting in her space, like, you know, saying inappropriate things about her. She's like very self-protecting, but she has this weird blind spot because of plot. Yeah, and I, I would have even bought it a little bit more if, like, the first time she's scared out of her mind. Okay. The entire time. And then, like, maybe she sees him a few more times, and then mm-hmm. she's like, oh, okay. We're trusting each other. We're, like, building this relationship. And then... I feel so close to you. You know, I, I almost <laughs> imagine it being, like, a vampire thrall kind mm-hmm. of thing eventually, but clearly she's not under that influence. Right. So I would have to in order to make that a little bit more believable for me it either has to be some kind of thrall or you have to introduce them repeatedly it seems very weird to go from (laughs) like oh my god he's gonna kill me what is that thing i'm like hey i'm gonna sleep with it yeah Yeah, it's just i didn't buy it and it made me question pretty much everything she did thereafter yeah yeah well and the whole like Especially when you started Freddy Kruegering her dreams. <laughs> I was going to say the whole like in your dreams thing. And like when am I asleep and when am I awake? And I didn't make a Freddy Krueger connection. <laughs> Me! And you did. That's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, but I was like every time he showed up after that initial like whoa too much like <laughs> maybe that was a lot for a first date that you weren't Yeah. <laughs> and then like every encounter with him thereafter I was like can I skip ahead? Like <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> you couldn't when you were listening to the audiobook. I could skim while I was reading. So I was, was (laughs) I was able to be like, okay, I know where this is going. And it's not that it even ever progressed to like full on, but it was just enough to be like, I I feel like the, the idea was to convince us that it was this ongoing seduction. Yeah. But it didn't need to be so like. Like, leave a little mystery. (laughs) Well, yeah. And then when he was being so insistent, like, give me a call, like, all the time, I was like, he wants to take over the world. (laughs) Yeah. Or or something nefarious. Something's weird here. Yeah. It just was was weird. (laughs) The whole, like, call me because I can't call you, but I will call on you in your dream. Yeah. So you can (laughs) call me. But he literally typical dude. (laughs) Like, call me because I need that like way in. Like he was so using her, and she knew it because she said like I am not going to call him because I know that calling him in like the summoner sense means that I call him to this realm without any binding. Not that she could bind him anyway, but like she knew that that was bad. So that that tells me that, like, you know that that means he is bad. Right. But it was that that vampire-human relationship, but I just, like, I didn't, I wasn't buying it. I, like, wasn't on the train. No, I wasn't buying it because, like, okay, again, Buffy, Angel has to prove several times over that he is not like the other vampires. Yes, they were, like, literally, like, on the verge of death. You know, like, just had a near-death experience together, like, fighting on the side of right, like, when that yeah that night went down. Mm-hmm. Up until that point, she was, like, very wary and, like, very... And she was 16! Kara's not 16! Yeah. It... <laughs> I just... And I feel like we leaned on, like, the plot leaned on, her character development leaned on... Well, she's inexperienced in the ways of, like, love Everything. and relationships. And I was like... But she's a cop! <laughs> true (laughs) like even if you haven't experienced it firsthand you've seen some shit Mm -hmm. and absolutely she's a summoner yeah and her aunt saw some shit (laughs) and there's a demon you're a summoner and there's a demon the answer to that scenario is not let me just take my pants off like no right because it's like (laughs) you know with buffy like angel has to prove that he's like good not all vampires are bad so then by the time things are happening with spike you're like hmm yeah okay maybe this is gonna be okay there is no history (laughs) that is shown to us in this book that there was at some point there was a demon who was kind of cool true named whistler yeah or whatever (laughs) but like 
Like, sometimes they're not just completely evil and self-serving. She, like, beats us over the head with how evil and self-serving they are, like, all the time. Well, but there's no such thing as good and evil, remember? <sighs> okay, so... It's self- what humans think is right versus wrong. Sure. <laughs> so self-serving that, like, it would make you question. And she does kind of question it, but I don't feel like she questions it enough. Like, why he would be all about, like, giving you pleasure. That was the thing that I thought was really weird is, like, he's a demon lord and he's like but i'm here i'm here for your personal (laughs) attendee if you know what i mean right like obviously he wants something out of this and she knows that in her brain because she keeps saying it well yeah because (laughs) even in this verse demons work on deals Mm -hmm. like you're you're not he's just not just gonna be like giving you this it's not for free and you know that free very disappointed in you kara (laughs) This is why you... What would Angel say? Right. What would Angel Crawford say? Angel would be like, girl, you need to go back to like summoner school. <laughs> like learn a few more things before you're out I there like just doing I like have this so stuff. clearly pictured in my head of like Angel just standing there with like a cigarette staring yeah. at her and just being girl, like... Girl, you dumb. <laughs> Let I me tell you. even. <laughs> from my life experience sitting where I am, you're dumb. <laughs> that was such a boneheaded move. Um, and I feel like it's definitely like it it can't go anywhere that's not like down the sort of paranormal romance, supernatural romance road. And I ju- that's one of the main reasons that I cannot sign myself up for more of this series is that that is not as much as I love like supernatural and paranormal like thrillers and like that sort of world building is really cool to me and urban fantasy like that is really cool to me. I'm not about like when romance is like a huge part of the story that's not Mm -hmm. how i like my strong female characters yeah it's just not i i can't go on yeah with it and if it's like once maybe in a book series or like twice you know like it does happen in like other of the the book series that i enjoy um there is that like, you know, like moment of passion or like whatever. And sometimes it's a little graphic, but this feels like it's the focus of the story and of the relationship between her and her demon lord friend. Um, and I just, that's not like a story, a plot that I'm like going to sign myself up for. Honestly, I don't really care what happens. That's the thing. I just like, I don't feel invested. Yeah any of them so i'm just kind of like good luck guys (laughs) over there (laughs) yep yeah i don't think that i will be revisiting no this series i will revisit angel crawford yes agreed but this is just kara gillian that was another thing personally (laughs) you didn't like the gillian gillian but jill the crime scene tech is so cool yeah that's great Gillian. Ugh, <laughs> gross. Anyway, it's a personal thing. But um yeah, I will I'll I'll read I would read if Diana Roland ever came out with a different series mm. too. It almost to me feels like Kara was the training wheels. Yeah. And then Angel was riding the bike mm-hmm. without the training wheels. Yeah. So like maybe she learned some things. She learned some stuff and then because then uh, they started to be published alongside each other. So mm-hmm. maybe Kara gets better. I don't Possible. know. But I don't care enough to <laughs> find out. So if there was a third series that she wrote about a different person, mm-hmm. I I would give it a shot. Me too. But as it stands, I I feel that if you're going to read anything from Diana Rowland, it should definitely be the White Trash Zombie series. Yeah, I agree. So that's yeah it's a little more palatable like in terms of like every way that you slice it you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's still pretty gory it still has to do with like murders and like forensics and all of that but in a much more like tightly constructed and like character driven series i think that's a big well, difference like we talked about in those episodes by the end of the series we cared about what happened to pretty much everybody yeah this was like, I don't, I don't know. What was that guy's name? Yeah. I'll hang out with Tessa. She's about like probably the only one yeah. that I would pull from the series and be like, I'll have a cup of tea with you, Tessa. Tell me your life story. <laughs> and she's probably pretty much it. Yeah. 
So I'm not even going to bother reading it. I feel like we've hammered on it pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, you you got to go through these things to find out what you like and what you don't. Mm-hmm. So I'm proud of us that we stuck through to the end of the, the book. So proud. And that we have reasoned out like what we like, what didn't work for us. You know, I, I am. We came at this with a very like professional, clear head. I think we did. Go us. Yay. <laughs> What are we going to talk about next time? So since our next episode comes out the week of Christmas, um, we are going to watch the 2020 holiday soon to be classic. I don't know. <laughs> Happiest season, which is on Hulu. Oh, I thought you were going to say Santa Jaws. Oh, um, you know, I'm willing to watch. <laughs> I'm willing to watch Santa Jaws. It's on Santa Amazon Jaws. Prime, everybody. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm willing to watch it. I don't. I'm not going to say that I will devote a whole episode to it oh is it is it worth a whole episode is there like you know what i think to it to we can we can talk about it i can watch it along with happiest season and uh we can talk about it in our in our upcoming christmas no we don't have to i was just throwing it out there because i just want to make you watch santa jaws that's all i will watch it just for you thank you you're you're welcome sorry i like terrible (laughs) movies but yeah, so we're going to watch Happiest Season on Hulu. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, Kristen Stewart, mm-hmm. Dan Levy, Mary Steenburgen, Aubrey Plaza, Allison Brie, a whole like big cast, a whole yeah. big cast. It's one of those like compilation movies where I feel like everyone in the cast is someone. <laughs> yeah, it's like Love Actually, it yeah, seems like. very much. Okay, because you've seen it already and I, I haven't, have. so. Yeah, but I'm going to watch it again, which I think means it was pretty good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's good because as soon as i saw Kristen stewart i was like Neat. but yeah. focus you, on the dan light but if you <laughs> say it's good i'm gonna i'm gonna trust you yeah so it was surprisingly good especially for her because i'm not a fan but this was like the first movie that i've seen her in that i liked okay her and the movie okay i mean i, I, she, I mean i liked her in the runaways and that was it i didn't see that she see, played we, joan jett we have much to talk about mm-hmm. this is gonna be exciting all right. <laughs> we'll go enjoy life as much as you can in these times. Yes. And we will talk to you next time. And be safe. Wash your hands. <laughs> Bye. Bye.